We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hey, guys. How are you? Welcome back. You were out for a bit. For the one week. For one week. Now you're back. We have professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. What's going on? Chilling, chilling. And we have Heat Twitter president, Alf. I'm no longer the president. Heat Twitter has broken me. Alf is so mad about today, and... They broke me today, man. I'm done. They broke you today. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. And we welcome in today, uh, on her maiden voyage, Candace Buckner of Post Sports. She covers the Wizards. Welcome to the program, Candace. Thanks for having me, guys. This is exciting. We love getting new people on, so we can uh, show you our, our, all the nonsense that we do around here uh on the heapy podcast now part of the five reasons podcast network started by ethan skolnick and chris whittingham where you can get all sorts of podcasts all around miami sports and miami culture from the balls cast which is everything and anything weird in miami to three yards per carry which is a dolphins podcast we have a wrestling podcast we have a hurricanes podcast coming up that announcement is going to be very soon we have so much stuff here very local uh, so please check that out at five reasons sports on twitter there's an Instagram page. Check out the feed for the flagship show with uh, Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham. They just had Judonis Haslam on. That was awesome. I know I, I talked about that last show, but check that out because this great Sedano was on last week as well. So tons of stuff going on at the network. This week on the Five Reasons Podcast, join for a wide-ranging, fun, and funny interview with Udonis Haslam of the Miami Heat. I remember growing up, you know, I used to stay in um, Lake and Sharon Apartments. Now they call it Crystal Lake. You know, this is in Kara City. I moved around a little bit, and I remember 
being at the park. And, um, you know, I got into it with this little kid and he punched me in the mouth and ran and knocked my tooth out. And I, I couldn't find him. I was so pissed off I couldn't find him. He ran, he knocked my tooth out and ran. And I went home and my dad, my tooth was knocked down. He saw me crying. He told me if I don't come home, if I don't go outside and find that kid, and kick his ass. If I come home, I'm gonna get my ass whooped by him. I looked for that kid for three hours, and when I found him, I kicked his ass. Check out that interview and much more on the Five Reasons podcast, available on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to introduce you to the newest podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. It is a soccer podcast. It's called Pitch Invasion. My name is Chris Whittingham. I'll be hosting it throughout the World Cup, and then we'll continue after the World Cup. But right now, we're focused on the World's Tournament. It is 32 teams battling it out for one trophy. I'll be recapping the games basically after every two days' worth of action. So every other day, we'll be putting on a podcast, recapping all the latest action, talking about all the major storylines. We'll get some guests on and we'll have a great time talking about this World Cup. It's been really fun so far so you're going to want to check out Pitch Invasion. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Free agency is upon us. It's a very exciting time. We're tracking LeBron's vacation homes where Pete put something on Instagram and we're like doing detective work on Twitter trying to figure out if that's Miami or some island off the coast of God knows where. Candace, did you see that today? No, I was uh, busy with the Wizards draft pick and his introductory press conference, so I missed. Oh, that's right, else. you guys had a pick. I wonder what I wonder what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the draft was a fun experience because I mean, I, Woj stole the show, right? Like in an otherwise uninteresting draft, because there's not really like a lot of trade action. Like Woj and his um, Woj and his his thesaurus stole the show. Yeah, synonyms thesaurus. That was. Let me tell you something. That was something for the ages. Sure. I was, again, just paying attention to what Washington was doing. So I don't know if I, I think I retweeted uh, somebody's funny, um, like, take on that. But, like, eh, I was kind of working. So I didn't get a chance to really care. Candace gets gets to avoid all the nonsense that occupies our time. Pictures (laughs) of IQ jealous. No, I mean, she's doing fun, journalism. I if I didn't have to like, if I didn't have a first round pick to like care about, then I I totally would be in, enjoying it. But I was once once Michael Porter Jr. started slipping, then I was like, oh snap, he's going to fall to the Wizards. So I need to start <laughs> making some calls and trying to doing some um, some background work on if they saw him actually work out, uh, if he's a if he's an option and all that all that stuff. So I missed. Um, I missed most of it. I saw it. Uh, I saw it in rewind, like Woj's tweets and <laughs> reviewed by people. How many times did you accidentally call him Otto Porter Jr.? Uh, which one, uh, Michael? Yes. Never, because um, even my cut. I'm from St. Louis, so like, not even my my nephew was thinking. Did you know that Michael Porter Jr. and Otto Porter Jr. are brothers? Which is impossible. If they're both juniors, yeah, can't be juniors. But um, no, it's uh, it's to me they're they're so separate. And Michael Porter Jr. or I I, I always mess his name up as MJP, not MPJ. So okay, so, I would yeah, never call so him Otto or Kelly. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. But yeah, so we had the draft go on. Not much trade activity, particularly for the Heat. Nothing going on. I know that there was talk about them buying a second rounder. They didn't get in the game for that, mm. and. I guess where I want to start the show, and it kind of plays into why Alf is a grouch this morning, is, <laughs> like, Heat fans, Candace, have been so, like, 
Alf, you want to say bratty? Is bratty the word? Spoiled, spoiled rock. I would say chesty from outside looking in. I I, I, I found Heat fans chesty. to be a chesty, chesty team. C-H-E-S-T-Y. What does well, that mean? That's a nasty you take sport. your chest out and you think that you're, you know, oh, yeah, that's um, awesome. you're all that because of because of that big three era. And I think that, you know, don't come at me, Heat he Twitter, but <laughs> the main story of you guys were chesty, and that even bled into the post-LeBron years. It's like, what are you chesty about? He's gone. But, um... Now we just fight amongst each other. We're we're not ah. we're not as chesty. But that Candace is so right though. I mean, we like cocky Heat fan will get reborn for anything. Like Miami has a good like four game streak, and ah. we think we could beat anyone. We're we're awful. As She's opposed so to right. the Wizards, who I think they're a fatalist uh, group. <laughs> they they are oh, like every time I tweet about um, uh, a comment from the front office, which of course the front office, the, the face of it is Ernie Grunfeld. There's, there's no like, okay, we'll give him a chance here. He is out of chances. It's zero, zero tolerance now when it comes to the Grunfeld shade. So like every single thing that happens with this uh, franchise, it's like, here we go again, or hashtag fire Grunfeld. They're a very frustrated, fatalistic uh, group at this, at this point in their time. Well, here, half the fan base wants Riley gone, and the other half worships at his altar, and there's no in-between. Like, people here, like, half of the fan base is really mad because he's done nothing in, like, asset acquisition, and he they feel like Riley? Miami's just, yeah, like, half the, like they, they really don't like him. They want him gone. They feel like really? he's been incredibly lucky throughout his career, particularly okay, with the so big three. That's that's too chesty. Just chill with that. That, that is probably one of the best Thank executives you. in the history of the game. Okay, they, they, Candace, I'm a big fan again. <laughs> Candace, you were ingratiating yourself to the half of Heat Twitter that we uh, <laughs> that listens to us. No, but like people, Alf, you were fighting with these people all morning. The yeah. anti Riley crowd. Yeah, it could, but like you were saying, uh, and and like Candace said, we used to be chesty. We <laughs> I like that word now. I like it. That should be the name of the episode, Chesty Heat Fan. Yep. Um, but we used to be chesty. We used to be out there talking a lot of shit all day long because um, we had the big three. We got spoiled. And then now, like, these, like, our fans have, they cannot, they, they can't take any kind of adversity. Um, <clears throat> a first-round exit to them is the worst thing that could possibly happen, not considering the fact that there are teams that can't even make the playoffs. So we're on the on. I guess we're starting to become our fan base starting to become a little fatalistic. I guess like the the Wizards fans, because it doesn't matter what we do uh, or what the front office does, they're wrong. Interesting. We have and Riley has made some missteps. Like we're not all. I'm not going to sit here and defend everything he's ever done. I mean, Deion Waiters uh, needing ankle surgery and giving him a four year deal is probably not the smartest move in the history of mankind. But at the end of the day, over, uh, what is it now, a 30-year, almost a 30-year track record, I mean, the man has proven his worth and proven his value. It just, to me, it's just funny the way he stands at. Yeah, I mean, R.C. Buford has made mistakes. Um, uh, Bob Myers hasn't uh, batted a thousand, hasn't batted a thousand since he's taken over at the Warriors. It's, you know, Phil Jackson um, had his um, miscues, but I don't think he he was the reason why the, the Knicks suck. He was just an easy target yeah, because he's so cocky himself. So like every great GM 
is going to make mistakes. I just don't understand that, you know, with the job that Spolster did, um, not last season, but the year before that with all the injuries, I thought was excellent. And I think that happens when you have a built-in culture and a franchise and that, that coach, the heat culture, and it's, it's such a cliche to say culture, <laughs> but that comes from Pat Riley. So even when things are falling apart and things are broken, if your team is in order, if your house is in order, you can still compete. And even though what they didn't make the playoffs um, uh, the year before uh, the season before. Right. Yep. But job again, the job that Spolster did and what they got out of James Johnson and, and um, some of their other players, I thought was like, Tyler Johnson too. I thought was uh, fantastic. And that just doesn't happen with every franchise because stuff will fall apart when you're um, when you don't have that sort of good foundation, good leadership. But Candace, culture culture has become pretty much a bad word around here. Oh, because it, that's and not to us. Not, well, not, I won't say all of us, but not to I guess sort of the Riley faithful among amongst us because we do believe. Okay, you have a team, you have culture, you can come out. You know, th- th- my biggest problem is that Heat fans act like any mistake that happens is the doom of the franchise. It's the end of the world. Like you literally have people out there that say the heat will never uh, contend again until about 2025. They legit think we're in a 10, 15 year hole because we gave James Johnson 16 million a year. These like, when you talk about fatalists, these are, we have a bunch of doomsday prep guys running around here with gas masks and (laughs) bunker because Deion waiters has ankle surgery. It's absolutely insane. But I don't. I didn't think they made. I mean, the summer twenty sixteen. Almost every team made bad mistakes, and there's nothing that really jumps out. And was it was James Johnson signed in the summer of sixteen? Yes, summer seventeen. Tyler was for sure. Okay, well, well, Tyler certainly was. But I just, I just don't feel that they made such terrible mistakes that they can't dig themselves out of. Unlike the team that I cover, in which they gave (laughs) Ian Mahimi. A sixty-four million dollar contract to be a backup. He was always going to be a backup. Um, maybe they thought that he was going to be uh, be able to usurp uh, Marching Gortat, but when you get injured the second day of training camp and you miss the first couple months, and then come back and uh, need another another um, round of surgery, that's uh, that's a bad decision. That's well, a Justin the- Roberts. No, well, Candace, the Heat gave Tyler Johnson like fifty plus million dollars yeah. to be a backup, you know. So, well, I, I understand if that's what the market—if he was going to get that from what the Nets. The yes. Nets. You never follow the Nets. Whatever the Nets do, you <laughs> yeah. run away from. And they—they they, uh, gave uh, Otto Porter that max offer, um, max contract offer sheet, and and last year the <laughs> Wizards had to match. So, darn those Nets for for screwing Are up they the Southeast that? Division. Candace, because um, Otto's a guy so. that we want. Like, I know a lot of Heat fans have looked at Otto and said, hey, like, can we move Hassan or something? Because if the Wizards want a big or like, that's a guy that Heat fans really like because he fits kind of Spolstra's model of positionless kind of run and gun defending basketball. Like, I, I still think they like him, but if this team wants to take a big swing to get out of this uh, financial um, you know, kind of lockdown phase that they're in right now, they're going to have to consider um, trading him because he's one of their assets, but, but he has like a, he has a trade kicker. So don't they all, 
I don't, I just, I just, I don't see that happening right one season after giving him the max and saying, eh, we screwed up. We have to get rid of one of the players whom we drafted, groomed, and, um, and we need as, as one of our core and just get rid of him for Hassan Weissad? Eh, nah. The Wizards are kind of like in a weird position because they have stars. Like John Wall's like a legitimate 50, top 15 player, right? Like yeah. John Wall's every bit as good as Kyrie Irving. And that's what Boston's trotting around as their best player. And just Washington's situation just feels so whole. I don't know Boston has the young picks and everything, but Bradley Beal is, you know, just about as, I mean, when Bradley Beal's healthy and playing well, like as a defender, as a shooter, as a scorer, like that guy's really freaking good. And they have two guys, and it just seems like nothing else. Like, their situation seems hopeless when they have talent, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, Bradley Bill's about to be 25. No, he's going to be 25 in three days um, before the season starts. John Wall's going to be 28 going into his ninth season. So they, they're, they're veterans, and I'm, I'm not using that term lightly, but their veterans are super young. And you would think, oh, my gosh, you're set for – they're set for years. However, this team has made it to the, th- the second round three times. And that, as, as, as far as they are currently constructed, that looks like their plateau. So they need another piece or a, a more pieces. But um, when you look at the, the, uh, the roster and the, um, the salary, the team's salary, it's like, where, where is that money going to come from to help these two young guys who are, I don't even think they've reached their prime. Maybe John Wall is starting to flirt with his prime because he's 28, but Bradley Bill is an all-star. He's going to get better, yeah. Yeah, and he's only going to get better. So these guys are approaching their prime, and it does kind of seem like, oh my gosh, just where's this team going? And conversely, division rival Miami doesn't have those stars, but they have a bunch of, like, they're probably missing the in-betweeners that the Wizards would want. Like, Miami has a bunch of good role guys. Kelly... James Johnson, um, Bam, Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson, like very serviceable guys that, and they don't have any anybody like any star. I was looking at the payroll. This would have been Chris Boss's last season, um, you know, playing like of of that contract that he signed that max deal, and like that man. And I know we don't want to do the Chris Boss show anymore, but that hurts like a lot. <laughs> like he's so good. Why are you laughing, Alf? <laughs> because you you said you don't want to do the Chris Bosh show and you're we're about not gonna to do, do the Chris, Chris Bosh show. We're not going to do the Chris Bosh show. We are not going to do the Chris But just Bosch. picture him as a starting five instead of Hassan Whiteside. And that's it. That's all you got to say. We're not doing the Chris Bosh show. It makes me <laughs> sad. But guys, like I was looking at Miami's cap situation. And because you know, last week, Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald reported that there's a good chance that if Wade plays again, he's going to take a the, mid, uh, the mid-level taxpayer exception. Which is like around five point four, five point five million, depending on the cap. Uh, the cap's going to be one hundred and one million next season. Miami's already committed one hundred and forty-five million next year. <laughs> the, the tax threshold is at one hundred and twenty. So I have no idea because, like, now there's talk of like them finding a way to keep Wayne Ellington, and I'm like, are you good? Like. The Mickey Arison that has been like staunchly no tax is now going to pay tax. Like at this point, like they might have to give Dwayne the money just as a PR move, um, if anything else. But I I don't understand this idea, Alf, of like them trying to fit Wayne in. Like, what are they doing? Like, I mean, I I was, I, and this is going to sound weird. I just don't, I don't even care 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, I'm not this idea of like me worrying about Mickey Harrison spending money on the cap. Like, I don't. I don't care if he spends money. But like, on the cap. We, but we got to look mean, at it. No, I understand, but I don't, we don't know all the machinations that are going to happen. Like, we have no idea. Like, us sitting here wringing our hands about is Wayne Ellington going to get ten million? Like, who gives a crap? Like, really? Like, we don't know what's going to happen by the trade deadline. We have no clue what's going on. Like. Candace is up there in Washington, and Gortat says he's about to be traded. Like, things are still going to happen. We're <laughs> at the end of June about how much money Wayne Ellington is going to get. It's, a te- it's like, who cares? Like, like, there's so much other stuff that needs to fall in place or fall out of place. Alpha, we got to look at it from the point of view of, like, what's, what's like, rational? What's, what behavior are they going to exhibit? And I know that there's still a lot to happen, and they haven't even guys not everyone's done opting in and out yet but just like trying to bend the idea like wrap my mind around the idea of this team being a taxpayer team when it's about 500 and like they've been and you're rolling your eyes take this seriously damn it like i don't know what you want me i don't want you want me to do but like it doesn't make any sense shut up candace Where do you okay? Out of the, the top three free agents, we're talking about Paul George, we're talking about LeBron, and I guess Kawhi's not a free agent. He's going to be traded. Where do you th- give me where you think all three of those guys are going to end up? Because this nonsense about Wayne Ellington is honestly giving me a migraine. I don't care where, where, where <laughs> you don't care. Um, all right, so I cover Paul George uh, at the at the beginning of his ascendancy into being. Paul George, you know, top 15 <laughs> player. I came the year after he had that major dunk on Birdman, but Pacers lost in game seven. So, um, you know, I think that dunk, which, you know, Brian Shaw, who was a, this is a long answer, but Brian Shaw, who was an assistant at the Pacers at that point, thought it was, you know, his bar mitzvah. Paul George became a man. And then I came in that next season when the Pacers were number one all season long, and Paul was getting his first taste of 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 of, of um, fame and infamy and all the things that are associated with being an NBA superstar. So I set that up to say I kind of have an idea of uh, Paul George and his character. Listen, I'm not a psychiatrist. He's never been on my couch, and I've never psychoanalyzed him. But Paul is a people pleaser, and Paul does not like hurting. Paul does not like being the bad guy. And I don't know if it's about hurting other people's feelings, but he is a self-preservation. He does not like to be spoken about badly. He does not want to be uh, the dude that's not, you know, you know, putting a smile on everybody's face. So all this stuff about, oh, um, sources say that he's likely to return to Oklahoma or the Thunder or feeling optimistic. I don't buy any of that. I think that's what he's <laughs> telling the front office. but. Uh, someone had a tweet that once he gets in front of Magic Johnson, that's going to be hard to turn down. Not only that, once he gets in front of the Lakers, he can get in front of the Lakers equipment manager and he'll tell the equipment manager, hey, I'm coming to L.A. He just wants people to like him. He doesn't want controversy. He doesn't want to be the guy to like stand up and say, I don't know if he can be that guy. I just, I just don't think it's in his character. Not to saying he's a bad dude, but, you know, all of us have our, our have our, you know, our quirks. And I think one of his quirks is he cannot say what he really wants to your face. So I do think he's going to end up in L.A. 
if he if he returns to the Thunder, I'll be shocked. I'm gonna say that. Um, I think he returns to LA. LeBron, I just don't under I just don't see him going out to the West when he can lose to the Golden State Warriors in the first round or second round of, uh, of the <laughs> of the conference uh, playoffs instead of the finals. So while you know you guys are searching for you know new real estate holdings for um, LMR LR, LRMR whatever it's called. Um, I think he's going to stay in the East. I just, that's my gut. Why would he want to lose to the Warriors in the second round for the, for the rest of his career? Miami Heat Beat brought to you by Miss Inc. Go to miss-inc.com. That's 305-537-6465. Missinc.com. Social media problem solvers. They do social media marketing and content writing. Been in business since January of two. 2008. That was during the Heat's terrific 15-win season. They believe in a personal, customized approach to marketing, and as such, they only represent businesses that are serious about taking their visibility to the next level. Social media marketing requires much more than just a blog or profiles on websites like Facebook and Twitter. It takes smart strategy and a daily interactive focus. That's why the Five Reasons Sports Network is working with Miss Inc. They don't believe in cookie-cutter strategies or unboxing your business in with others in your industry. Here's where you go. MissInc.com. Again, it's MissInc.com or call 305-537-6465. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas of Miami Heat Beat, and I'm here to introduce you to our newest partner, which like us, and if you know me, you know how Miami I am. This is pure South Florida, and it's Doral Toyota, where you can find all your favorite Toyota models. Whether you're looking for a new, used, or certified pre-owned vehicle, Doral Toyota is located at 9775 Northwest 12th Street, just a few blocks from the International and Dolphin Mall. Experience the Doral difference, which means four years complimentary maintenance and roadside assistance on all new vehicles. And let me tell you something, that peace of mind, you cannot buy that. I know when I got a new car and it wasn't at Doral Toyota, I was upset because of how many problems I was having and I was wishing I had a dealer being accountable and helping me. Also, if you mention Miami Heat Beat when you call 305-680-1129 or come in, you'll get to work with a dedicated manager, not a salesperson. So it's someone who's high up, who's willing to work with you. And unlike other dealers, Doral Toyota prides itself on honest and transparent buying service. That's Doral Toyota. DoralToyota.com. Or stop in at 9775 Northwest 12th Street. Se habla español aquí en Doral Toyota. That's another thing that, like, just the idea of stars staying in the West, like, that's another thing that I don't understand. Like, why, why go there? Like, it, it doesn't, and just even Houston is scary. Like, Houston would terrify me if I'm, even if I'm LeBron, that would terrify me. Like, why would anybody sign up for that conference? Like, the, the East is to be had. Like, LeBron won the East with nothing. With a guy who can't remember. Like, he literally won with a guy who can't remember the score. Alex, what, who were you saying? Where did you say you think LeBron's going to end up? Because you're not one of these people who think he's going to end up in Miami, are you? Not really. Um, <laughs> it's fun, though. I was it's fun to talk about. The season ended. Now it just kind of feels like LA's going to happen. I get the whole thing where... Uh, why would he go to the West? But I kind of feel like LeBron doesn't feel that way. I don't think LeBron looks at the Rockets and is like, oh, I can't beat them. I think it's he thinks in his mentality, if I team up with another guy, another guy or two, 
and you know do my thing in LA, I'll I'll be fine. I think he thinks he's gonna win titles. I Candace, think that's something that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and that's that's something that um, I always fail to mention that LA has a has a potential to sign two max guys. So it just it depends on if LeBron and, and Paul are talking. Say okay, if you go, I'll go. But uh, I, that roster would still look so lopsided, even if both of them go to the Lakers. Um, I I don't know the where's their depth. Um, can you can is Lonzo ready to, to take the next step? Would and how and how does Lonzo fit in if LeBron's going to be on the ball? I, I don't know. I guess all that stuff is can be sorted out in October, but. If he does go to L.A., I think he'll, he'll be going there with the assurance that somebody else is coming with him. You talk about LeBron sharing the ball. What do you think about uh, LeBron going to Philly? Because that's, I, I, that's where I think he should go. Yeah. Um, I think he will go to L.A., um, but I really think Philly is the play. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I've heard that. Well, where does, where does that put Ben Simmons? Because he's on the ball. But Ben's game is still developing. Uh, Bron is 33, 34. Okay, so he's he's in his thirties and and he's and he's already passed year number fifteen. Um, he'll have enough players, enough talent already on that roster, so he doesn't have to be on the ball all the time. I, I know that he's a playmaker, but um, I thought the best thing about Miami, besides um, you know the great weather and and being near his trainer, that he didn't always have to be on the ball. Listen, Candace. It was two hundred degrees today. I don't think it's good weather. It's awful. Like, you, like you can't go outside without melting right oh, now. So I'm sorry. Well, That's everywhere well, yeah, in the country. Touchy subject. I was a, um, you know, I was a big, big um, follower of uh, Kobe's career, and I always thought, man, if they can get a real point guard at the at the dawn of his career, then maybe he could do a little bit more and get off the ball. And I was excited when Steve Nash went there, and then what? Two games in. Um, that experiment went south. I think if you're around talent and you're around people who can handle the ball around you, I think that will add some, some verve and some years uh, that he probably needs at this point uh, in his career. We were talking in our group chat earlier, like if LeBron opts in, that cannot bode well for LA. Right. If he opts like, into his contract. It, if he opts in right now, because then if he opts in, then there's more. Because, you know, a lot of other teams like Houston, Miami, those would have to be trades. They don't have cap space for that. Um, especially, you know, so if he opts into the deal in Cleveland, that would give you an indication that he's going to get moved or stay there. He might opt in with kind of an understanding with Cleveland. Hey, like, this is what's going to happen. Like, I want to go here. Do you want something back? Right? Because if, if, if not, LA's out of the table. They can't, right? Like, if he opts in, they're not trading him to LA. Right. There's, there's this uh, cap space there. Like, you could just go. I, um, all I know is that the team that I cover, they're not going to sign them. So I haven't gotten to the minutia <laughs> of like playing C, playing D, and E. So I'll take a left turn out of this conversation. Well, so, so he always, Candace, he always does that. He gets bogged down <laughs> in the details of some spread pick and minutia. roll. Oh, I was mentioned spread pick and roll once. I know, but like you're getting I gave all the you salary. I gave you some salary. Cap you're getting number. into cat machinations of Wayne Ellington, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not, 
Which, by the way, the cap salary numbers were completely wrong. <laughs> what do you mean they're wrong? No, they're not. You you were calling Wade as if he was going to make twenty million and get twenty million dollars again this this season. No, I wasn't. Yes, it was. was I? That's his Your cap hold. But they're not going to sign him to that freaking twenty million dollar year. <laughs> oh, wait. I see. Oh, wow, I bought that. Yeah, you're right. I see that. You slowed down the show with cap yeah. numbers that you got wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's it, why. No it, wonder it was 145. I was like, man, that's a lot of money. I was like, they're 25 million dollars over the salary t- threshold. I had that's no idea. Yeah. Our salary was up there with Golden State's. <laughs> Dad, but do you understand? Hold on. Do you understand why I brought that up? Because I was like, 140. You know what I even did? Because that number seems so astronomical to me. I looked at the big. I looked at the last year of the big three, and I compared that salary and that ta- uh, their salary and the cap space. The, the cap number to what there was this year. I'm shook. Yeah. I'm leaking confidence. That was just... Yeah, it's 124 million. I'm stuttering. Okay, Candace. Yeah. I got that another, so much I got another question for Candace. Shut up. Candace, <laughs> what do you think uh, Kawhi comes east or do you think they work it out in San Antonio? Because it just seems like they will not trade him west, which makes absolute sense Absolutely. because they're smart. Over it. But so do you think he comes east or they work it out? Um, they have until until next February to uh, to actually do something. So if I, if I'm then, um, I'm just I'm just sitting my I'm just sitting back chilling, knowing that they the the card uh, they still got to I'm screwing up that cliche. So maybe not. I shouldn't just talk in like cliches. Knowing that they have they still have control. They don't have to give it up just yet. So they can get whatever they want and just sit back and have good deals roll in. And if it's in the West, I, I don't think they'll say no, no, no. If they're going to get like a tremendous, um, tremendous assets in return, and they they shouldn't just say no, no, no. But why would they trade them to the to the Lakers and have them start building another super team? But if I was the Spurs, and I I I think my hunch is uh, they're going to wait it out. Yeah, I don't see why they. I don't see why they try to get it resolved before the LeBron decision is made. Like, it, there's no point of them trying to do that. Do you think that he sits out this year as well if he can play? Like, let's say they don't move him. That would be a mistake. No way. Like, he can't do that. Because if they're really, like, if they're, I mean, they were, they were a good team last year without him. And he's, I mean, if he's as good as we all say he is and know he is, that team's going to be a lot better with him. I think that team's going to have to readjust once he comes back because remember that Lamarcus Aldridge was was freed to kind of be the man like he was in Portland, and I don't I don't think Lamarcus knows how to play as a supplementary um, guy. I think I think he kind of needs to be uh, things need to be focused around him. Brian, you were going to say something. Actually, I was reading a story earlier today uh, that came out. Um, Paul Gasol says that he doesn't think that the situation with Kawhi Leonard can be fixed. That's coming from an interview in Spain from a Spanish publication called EP Deportes. Man, the European guys always give the best interviews when they're back home. <laughs> Powell spilling the beans. And Tony Parker made this mess in the first place. That's funny. Okay, I got another question for Candace, and this is coming from the... <laughs> From Nakayas. No, no. You reading, sound like you're reading. Oh, you sound like you're reading like mailback questions. Like, <laughs> I'm sitting here excited. I'm I'm just, play the imaging. This is a town hall for for <laughs> Welcome to a new segment we like to call the Heat Beat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag MHB Mailbag. 
Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are. Alf's face tells me that he understands when he hates Brian's producing as much as I do. Oh, I did. I didn't understand how you're doing a mailbag when I have one question. But anyway, that's what I'm that's saying. That's why he's a bad producer. This is a conflict I have. This is how I live. This is this is what I've tethered myself to for five years. Just ask the guys NBA's question. Nikaias wants to know, wants you to tell a story or give the background on gang sign John Wall. Uh, <laughs> man, I was toiling in Indiana when that actually became a thing. I guess it happened during the Atlanta series a couple yeah. years back, right? Yeah, I believe so. Darn it, I miss, I miss gang sign John Wall. So he, he doesn't do it anymore? Well, what is that? I don't, I don't even know what that last is. Last year, I can't remember. I mean, he missed half the season, literally half the season. And Candace, what is this? I'm, I'm unfamiliar with uh, gang sign John Wall. It's, a, it's, it's on like Twitter. Colin Cowherd would say. Uh, it's on Twitter, and apparently he throws up. He does something with his fingers. <laughs> I've seen the clip. I have no clue what it's um, what it's what it's supposed to mean. Well, the, Al- Alex, you know, you know, gang sign John Wall. Give the background. I know. This is going great. Great. This has been the most Candace. Listen, <laughs> the, these last two minutes have been the most our show this has ever been. Brian's an awful producer, as you saw by that exhibition of awful sound being played. Alex is our professional screw up, as introduced in the beginning of the show, and his stuff constantly never works or he's late to the show. Alex, time to shine, is about to make a point. Mike dies. <laughs> you guys gonna hear me? No. no. We can. I thought. Okay, just shut, shut, shut your mic okay, off. Okay, he's done. I, okay, yeah. I okay, got another yeah. question for Candace. <laughs> yeah. Moving, moving. So oh, Can, no, because Candace was, dude. You guys got to remember, Candace was in Indiana during uh, some of the, well, at least that one Eastern Conference Finals, right, Candace? The 13, 14 year, yeah. yeah. Do you have? I mean, do you have any stories from that from that Finals? Something that really stuck out to you? Anything? Uh, let's see. Okay, so of course that that series will always go down as the uh, the, the Lance blowing uh, in LeBron's ear. Good time. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, Roy shrinking. That was the beginning of the end of Roy Hibbert. Actually, the whole entire that that whole entire playoff run was the beginning of the end of uh, Roy Hibbert. Let's see what else. What else? What else? That <laughs> uh, was good. What that I've never reported. Arr, guys, that was a couple years ago. What Let about catfish? Catfish. Anything about the catfish? I had to write about the catfish. That was. <laughs> How did you feel as a journalist who uh, went to school and is accomplished that you had to write about catfish? Yeah, I, I told this story recently. I remember a shoot around in Chicago. Um, of course, the Pacers were still like the top team in the in the in, in the East, so they were getting a lot of national love. For some reason, Brian Windhorse um, was there for that game. So all this stuff is like breaking, like the day before. And the first time we get Paul is at the um, the morning shoot around um, before the Bulls game. And I'll, you know what? I'll give Paul credit for this. I actually do think, and I tell people all the time, I think deep down, Paul's a, a good dude. He was always good to deal with. He always stood up after losses and talked uh, sometimes to his detriment because that's when he really started to, I guess, go to the school of um, uh, NBA superstars when they when they learned that, oh, okay, I have to complain about the referees um, to be in order to be taken seriously. So 
So he was like in the throes of that. But just to say, he talked every day. He didn't shy away from hard stuff. And I respected that about him. So that shoot around, um, I pitched some, you know, softball questions to him because guys, you know, you're standing in front of these guys, you're with them pretty much every day. And you you want to kind of treat them as human beings. You don't want to just shove a recorder in his face. So I was like in catfish, Paul. So I threw some, <laughs> some silly little questions. No, not I wouldn't say silly, but you know, innocuous little questions about the game and about um, matchups and stuff like that. And he answered them. I think he knew it was coming. Um, and the way we got into it, I don't know if it was me or Brian, but the way we got into it was how are you able to keep um, you know, focus with so much stuff going on in your life. And he answered that. And then we were able to get straight into the veteran move. Yeah. And then we were able to actually, you know, ask about the pictures that were circulating online, his thoughts about that, the person um, who sent it out. And, and, and Paul, like a veteran, blamed the media for it because it was, it was, he said he wasn't catfish. You know, he knew, he, he knew who sent it out. Um, it's, it's not a big deal, but no, of course, part he answered the question, and he can blame the media if he wants to. But it was, it was one of those times when I said that you know that year he was learning about fame and infamy, and also there were you know later that year he um, he made news for impregnating uh, an exotic dancer uh, while on um, that he Miami. met in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like it, there was a lot of things happening that year with Paul as he um, learned what it meant to be, um, you know kind of like a franchise guy and the the pitfalls that kind of come with that. Is Lance legit crazy or is that a guy <laughs> the best? Is, like, is he crazy for real? I think Lance is painted with a different brush stroke than the rest of us. So but that that's, would, yes. that's, that's what yes. makes him that would take that piece of his age. That's what makes him a, a basketball player that will work in this league, preferably with the Indiana Pacers, because as we have seen, he hasn't really worked elsewhere. So, That's so weird. How many he's how a, many times he's a weird cat? How many times has that ever happened? Like a guy only works out in one place and then he comes back there and then like I don't know, is there a precedent for that? Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I'm about to say yeah. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on, Brian. Yep. That we're not gonna Yep. Absolutely correct. They just declined Lance's option today too, didn't they? Yeah, they did after that series. They're supposed to be able to. Um, I think uh, one of the reporters who covers them now said that they're still open to signing him later in the process. And as much as I know that Lance enjoys and he brought a house like he brought a house there um, as much as he enjoys Indiana. I think he may wait around unless he just gets a, a you know, I cannot refuse this offer. Uh, I do see him kind of waiting around and and seeing if um, he can return to Indiana. So that kind of reminds me of the Dion Waiter situation with Oklahoma City of a couple of years ago where uh, Dion, they kind of, Dion kind of waited it out for a bit and then all the money dried up and then Dion was left having to take a prove-it deal. Would you mm-hmm. guys like Lance on a prove-it deal understanding that Miami has an influx of guards? Lance Stevenson? Yeah. For you guys? I don't know if I like him for us only because we have way too many guards. Like, they don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm straight. I'm straight on Lance. You're good. You're you're, you're good. Yeah, you're I'm good with that, Lance. He wouldn't fit into the culture. No, yeah. We can fix anybody. We can culture anybody. Yeah. Alex. You know what? He might. 
I mean, no. next to Udonis Haslam, he might fit into the culture. They're both crazy. Um, <laughs> did you hear what Haslam said on Ethan's pod last week? About what he said to Lance? Did you hear that, Candace? No. What did he say to Lance? I thought he said I was going to beat your and this I, is I don't sad. because I'm L7 square. the sound, Brian? I don't have the sound, but I have the quote. It says, I ain't got nothing to lose. I'll fuck you up. Oh, that, that sounds even more Udonis-like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Udonis has a rep, right, Candace, around the league? Uh, sure. I mean, okay. I mean, who's really talking about him now because he's, he doesn't play? Blake Griffin didn't mention him on, like, a, on a big podcast. No, that's like, why. Perkins. Like, okay, uh, he's a tough guy, but he doesn't, he doesn't play. So you can, Hold on, is Kendrick yeah. Perkins a tough guy? Because, like, we it. make fun of Kendrick Perkins here. Like, yeah, like, in Miami, like, all we've done is make fun of Kendrick Perkins. Like, I can't take Kendrick Perkins seriously. He's still moose to me. Like, Kevin Garnett. Like, well, the people that say that Kevin Garnett's a tough guy, like, I can't take their basketball opinion seriously. Because, like, all we've done is meme him for, like, the better part of a decade. Wait, didn't Kevin Garnett call Charlie Villanueva really awful names? Yeah. Yes. Kevin Garnett's very mean. Uh, Kevin Garnett picks on small white guys and Europeans. That's what he does. That's his move. Yeah. It served him well. Candace, does does Gortat get traded or is he there next year? Um, I do think the Wizards are actively trying to it just depends on. Um, I can't. I can't say yes or no because I just. I, I just don't see teams this summer wanting to take. Take take it in his salary, even though he's expiring, but want to take in his salary when he's a thirty-four-year-old center who does you know two things well in today's NBA. He doesn't, but he doesn't shoot. And his uh, his range is limited, and when he does get touches, uh, he ha- he really has to be set up. So, can you convince Ernie to take Whiteside? Like that, really? <laughs> our our biggest reason for having you How on the show, years? and we because well, two more years. Just we we want you to go back and convince Ernie that he needs Hassan Whiteside back. Well, you guys would have to take Gortat. That's fine. Yeah, we'll take Gortat. We'll yeah, that's fine. <laughs> He's that's expiring, fine. right? He's done that's next fine. summer. We'll take yeah. it. How much? We'll how much is he making next year? Hassan Whiteside is making twenty-three million. That's a lot of money. They're gonna oh, have no, 20, 25 million. Twenty. He made twenty-three last season. He's twenty-five this year. That's like, and, uh, okay. so that, that's like Otto Porter money, but Otto's like twenty-five. So you each. That's twenty-nine. Huh? Hassan is twenty-nine. Oh. Let's do the deal, Candace. Let's get it done. Come on, let's get it done. Listen, you want a nice y- younger center next to John Wall, good finisher. I can't see he has great hands. Just <laughs> incredible hands. And when he tries, he's really good. <laughs> Man, you would have to get rid of Otto, not just Gortata. We'll oh, we Otto. we'll take Otto happily. Yeah, I know, happily. Yeah, send him over. Do you guys want James Johnson as well? That guy has a lot of heart. No, Dion, really Dion hard. Waiters. Dion Waiters. Yeah, Dion, Dion. Dion started. Did they I don't have think a, Ernie's a, gonna pull the trigger on that deal. Sorry, gentlemen. They don't need another uh, uh, ball handling. Johnson? Tyler Johnson's on a great contract. So essentially, it's, it's getting rid of Gortat. And to be honest, they can sit it out for another year. And I, I think him and John will be able to be professionals. I don't have any doubt in my mind that he'll be able to to uh, at least contribute. He's a, he is do a they, great screen setter. But it's, do they actively hate each other? Like, I think I think their relationship has soured. Over these five years, 
But like, would you would you use the word hate? Would you say that hate. John Wall hate and Gortat hated it? Uh, again, these guys haven't been on my uh, my couch. I haven't uh, <laughs> got into their deep dark emotions. Gotcha. I would say that they are tired of each other. If Gortat <laughs> is having a birthday party, would he invite John Wall? Uh, no, it was very interesting that um, last year John 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 is another one who's um, you know learning to lead. And he, he would tell, you know, he, he didn't start his career as a leader. And one of his ways that he's trying to develop as a leader, that he's a, he's a gatherer of people or he shows acts of generosity, like buying his teammates Rolexes for Christmas. So at the beginning of the year, he hosted a Wa-O-Ween party, Halloween party. Um, and and um, I, I think it's that's the, the Cavaliers do that. So he probably took a, a playbook from LeBron. And so he invited his whole entire teammates, everybody dressed up. Who was not there? Two guys, Martian Gortat and Thomas Sadoransky. I'm not saying Thomas Sadoransky and him have beef because I don't believe that. Thomas Sadoransky. But um, Gortat. He's white, isn't he? He's white, isn't he? European, yes. (laughs) (laughs) But Gortat was not there. And I was, "Uh," and that was like very early in the season. I was like, oh, that's interesting. No, uh, No Gortat, eh? Gortat always looks like he's wearing a Halloween costume, though. So he probably just didn't get the memo. (laughs) <laughs> we got he cut he he got rid of the mohawk so I don't know if that was he well that Candace we got to get to the but was he not invited or was he he did not go that's an excellent question I believe the whole entire team was invited that's that would be funny if you didn't get the invite and just saw it's just saw the pictures on Instagram that would be like a mean girl move oh my could you imagine Gortat just sitting at home like getting ready you know wondering wonder what the guys are doing Luke pulls up Instagram <laughs> sees Bradley Beal having fun what, what, what's going on here. <laughs> That's funny. That would hurt. I can see why they hate each other. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know if he was a fighter or not. But listen, uh, folks, that was journalism done by Candace. That's <laughs> what I went to school for. But you report on what is it? Wallowween. 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 And I just I, I counted the faces on Instagram because everybody, all the all the guys were like tweeting from it or Instagramming about it. So I think um it was. Pretty much everybody except two. And maybe Thomas Sadoransky wasn't there. Maybe his gram just wasn't popping. But um. <laughs> Well, I mean, do you even know what this Radaramsky person looks like? Are we sure that he's real? Maybe, maybe you didn't recognize him. You know, he started like 30 games for John Wall. He did? Wall. He was a backup point guard. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's like a name that you could tell me and I would think it's made up. Sadoransky, or you say Radaransky or Sadoransky? He was like one of the oh, greatest waiver. So, see, I don't even know. Is it Sadoransky or Radar? I thought you said Radaransky, but is it Sadoransky? Yeah, Sadoransky. If that was a multiple choice test, that would have been like one of those curveballs that a teacher throws. Which Candace, of the following is not a real Candace, point. Yes. He hosts a podcast, uh, an NBA yeah. podcast. Just, just a reminder. With sponsors, which by the way, shout out to Dural Toyota. Se habla español en el Dural Toyota. Go go over there, visit. Mention heat beat. You get served by a manager. That's Mention not our live read, is it? It's not our live read. It's pre-recorded. We'll insert it later. But the audience, the, the audience can't know. <laughs> that was bonus for Daryl Toyota. That's bonus for you guys. If if uh, you know Brian, do you you have the sound of LeBron, the Stephen A. Right? I've been waiting. Yes. If LeBron comes, we'll send him over to Daryl Toyota. I'm sure he'd be interested. Play the sound. Uh, LeBron's people would say you're wrong. I'm not sure you are. 
but they would say you're wrong just for the record, uh, that he hasn't narrowed his choices, he hasn't made his decision, is still wide open. I'm sort of of the mindset that that it's it's Cleveland or L.A. Uh, I've heard rumblings that Miami's got an outside chance of returning to Miami. I wish, Lord. Me too, the, 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 but what could they don't do? Don't tease me like that. Please don't tease yeah. me. I don't want to think about that, okay? But I will say this to you. And the other side, as an aside. That's it. I'm woke. He broke I'm it the first time. He, he broke, broke the first back time. too. Listen, I know Alex. Alex, are you there? That'd be glorious if he's not there. Of course he's not there. Okay, so I'm alone here. Um, I'm on this LeBron coming back train. I think we have an outside chance. I believe. Candace, can Even you tell it, him he's an idiot, please? Candace, tell me an idiot. Because I believe. Um, I'll end with this, uh, gentlemen. I would say you're probably not an idiot. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Candace Buckner, everyone. <laughs> Follow her at Candace D. Buckner on Twitter. Follow her work, post sports. Candace, thank you so much for joining the program today. You've been excellent and spectacular. Thanks for having me, guys. I um, enjoyed it thoroughly. Thank you so much. Um, my favorite part of that, guys. The best part was when uh, Alex, Alex, you, you are there, Alex. His mic's not no, working. No, he's Jesus not. Christ, I hate. <laughs> I like we can't even have a guest on. I don't understand what's happening. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.